Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. We have a great show for you today with an exceptional guest, professional long distance runner from Colorado, Natasha Rogers joins the show. Ah, Natasha's been one of my favorite athletes to chat with this year. We were lucky to have her on the show, certainly a thrill, following a successful high school career. Natasha became a student athlete at Texas A&M. While there, she won the 2012 NCAA Championship in the 10K. Professionally, she has two top 10 finishes at the U.S. Olympic Trials and several podiums in road championships, including finishing first at the Half Marathon Championships in Columbus, Ohio in 2017. Not to be outdone, she has also finished first in the 2020 Cross Country Championships in San Diego. And just recently, she finished fourth in 10,000 meters in San Juan Capistrano, California. As you can tell, she loves to run. She feels that she was born to run. And because of that, she keeps her calendar filled with many different events. On today's episode, Natasha and I chat about the differences in preparation between a 5K and a 10K. And we also discuss the mental aspects of going to running and how she uses little techniques to trick her mind to help her attain peak performance. For Natasha, traveling is a big part of her life. So lastly, we chat about her recent trip to Colombia and some of the other memorable locations she's visited. Love, love, love me conversation with Natasha. Highly successful athlete with a truly magnetic personality. Thrilled for everyone to meet her. So let's go ahead and bring on professional runner from Colorado, Natasha Rogers, and let's learn. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I love I love talking about travel. Like I think more people need to get out of the country and or even just like domestically, like the culture is so different um, in different spots in America. I'm curious on what sports you participated in when you were young and when it was that you first found yourself interested in long distance racing? So when I was younger, I played soccer, um, left outside wing. So you run a lot in that position. Um, that's pretty much like I was good at soccer. I had the skill um, and the running ability, um, but I was too small. And I was getting like near knockout concussions. <laughs> um, and so my sister was running. Uh, she's older than me. and um, I was kind of forced into the running path and I didn't love it at first, but, um, I was definitely born to run, um, and built to run. And, uh, I have the mental, whatever it is that makes you crazy enough to want to run long distances. Um, <laughs> so yeah, quickly transitioned into running, um, in my high school days and then saw a lot of success. Did you have that mental toughness right away? Because I know that when I was in high school, running was the last thing on my mind of all the sports. Running, at a lot of times, you thought of it as more of like a punishment. Yeah. Um, it grows on you. Like, the more you do it, it becomes like a drug. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and just 
it has an effect literally on the chemicals in your brain and your body. The runner's high is a real thing. So, um, I just crave it now and that pain, like I, I love it. <laughs> it's a great, great way to describe that. Collegiately, you ran at Texas A&M. You had a very successful career there, including winning the 2012 championship. When you think back to your time at College Station, what are the first memories that come to mind? Um, I wasn't very good at first. <laughs> My first two years, freshman and sophomore year, um, I got scholarship reductions. I was having friction with my coaches and just wasn't performing um, up to par with how people expected me to. And um, my junior year, 2012, is when I was just like, okay, I'm going to try harder and be better at this. And then um, was able to really like skyrocket, win a national championship and um, get second at the Olympic trials that year, which set me up for a pro career um, after that. How does your mentality differ in, let's say, a 5,000 meter and a 10,000 meter? 5,000 meter races are so much easier. Mm -hmm. Like, sign me up. I love 5Ks. 10Ks are excruciating, um, miserable. You're going to face some demons. You're going to go to dark places in your brain. <laughs> um, 5Ks are just so quick and fast. And, like, yeah, the pace is tougher, like, a lot harder. Um, like, we're expected to go, like, sub 450 pace nowadays in, the, in women's pro running. Um, but it's just over in a blink of an eye, and you get kind of dragged with the energy of the race in a 5K, whereas a 10K, it's very strategic. It's very tactical. And um, if you do it wrong, then you're going to have a, like, really long, <laughs> brutal um, race where the seconds feel like hours. I'm always fascinated by tricking your body into doing more because oftentimes if you're running, you'll get, like, a phantom pain that doesn't really exist, but it's your body saying, hey, I want to stop. Let's just, let's, just, let's just stop right now. Let's just go back and, and sit down. But at the same time, you also have to listen to your body and be aware of any, any real injuries. So how do you balance that of listening to your body, but also knowing when, hey, I can push a little more, but also maybe this time there might be something wrong? Um, it's very different in a race as opposed to practice. Mm -hmm. In practice, you should be really in tune with that. Um, whereas a race, like I don't feel things in a race because um, your adrenaline is pumping so hard through your blood that you – you won't notice that as much unless it's a serious problem um, as you will like, oh, I'm tired. I can't do this. Like lots of like negativity generally. Um, but in practice, like, yeah, it's, it's a very fine balance between uh, pushing yourself and um, like being aware of how hard you're doing that. And if you're uh, causing like, damage which is easy to do in long distance riding during training is it always just your thoughts or sometimes you use headphones just to maybe change it up listen to music or a podcast it depends on if i'm on the treadmill or just running outside when i'm outside i like to focus on nature the outdoors get away from technology altogether um and I don't think it's healthy to, like with songs, songs are telling you what to think about. So it's not always healthy to have songs in the background all the time. 
because um, you need to have your own original thoughts and let it come naturally. But on a treadmill, it's like there's no way I'm running on a treadmill without music. And uh, music really gets me going <laughs> too. So, yeah, it's helpful when I'm doing work on a treadmill. I'm glad you said that because there's been times where I've got to the gym ready to go and I forgot my headphones and I'm like, well, guess who's not running today? And I've turned around and I've left because I haven't had headphones. <laughs> For Same. you, for you, what's uh, what's the music? What are some of the artists' songs that you listen to when you are on the treadmill? Um, so back to kind of what I said about like I don't like songs telling me what to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to a lot of electronic because it's just beats that are super easy to run to, um, and you can kind of have that own dialogue in your head. Um, but if I am listening to music with words, I I kind of like the heavier stuff. Like I like recently I've been listening to like metal (laughs) and um, classical music even is like a ancient version of electronic. And I, I do like to listen to like heavy classical music sometimes. Uh, That was a phase kind of out of that phase, but um, I'm, you won't catch me listening to like, Taylor Swift or anything. I'm not, I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that's fascinating about you is this amazing comeback you had. You left the sport several years ago due to injury. Will you share the story of, of how you developed the confidence to give it another shot? Um, I just, like, my heart did not let go um, ever. Like, I was depressed without it. I knew I wasn't done. Like, I knew there was, like, still a future for me and, like, business and things that I needed to finish. Um, and yeah, I really feel like this is my purpose and my calling for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and so I just, I knew it was what I had to do, like despite the off track path that I took to get back. On those days where you woke up and maybe it was like, you had doubts and you had second thoughts and there was so much looming uncertainty of like, why am I doing this? Is this you know, I should have just stuck with being retired. What pushed you through during those moments? Um, you have to like see the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and hold on to that. Um, and it's sometimes like this big, <laughs> but um, it's really crazy. Like, even just the um, placebo effect of like telling yourself like a hopeful thought, even if you don't really believe it, like it does, your thoughts have an effect on your body and um, like the placebo effect actually works. And so just hold on to that little sliver of hope. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. Even if you don't necessarily believe it, you still got to make yourself believe it until you actually do. Yeah. I'm always curious about the mental aspects. You mentioned earlier about how you had the mental toughness that you're made to be a runner. So what is the mental practice when you are out running? Do you have a certain mantra or a certain breathing technique? And then what about also during the week as well? Kind of the second part of that question, when you're not running, are there certain things you do mentally to keep yourself in the right frame of mind? It just changes a lot depending on where I'm at um, with life. While I'm running, uh, it's more of like tricking your mind. Like, especially with long distance running, we, we have X amount of reps and it seems so daunting. Like when you see it on paper and then you're only on rep two and you're like, Oh my God, I have like 20 more of these. Um, but like 
I use little tricks in my mind, like, uh, like, okay, I just did two. I'm going to do two more and see how I feel. And then after that, two more will go by, like, just tiny little things that, like, can trick yourself. Um, and then just, like, kind of reaffirming yourself, like, it's supposed to hurt. I'm doing – this is how it's supposed to be. I'm putting in the work. Um, I'm going to be prepared. And, like, if you look at it that way, then it's, like, less daunting. And then outside of running, um, I mean, I try <laughs> to just keep my mental health in check um, by, you know, being present, um, trying to do, like, my own versions of meditation um, and, like, taking a bird's eye view on everything instead of getting so caught up in um, the stress of it all and keeping up with it. Uh, just, you know, like, being fully present and um, that'll lead to, like, more quality in your life. Who or what inspires you? I like people who are, like not afraid of what other people think, um, unique, go their own path. And, um, like you can see like comparing one person to the next, like someone who just does things like everyone else or is bold enough to do things their own way. Like those are the people that I look up to, even if they're, um, not the most generic or popular um, I like people who are open and willing to talk about like the uncomfortable stuff, the dark stuff. Cause like with passion, passion is a double-edged sword and there is a darkness to passion and, um, it's not necessarily like a bad thing. And so like music and art that, um, is created within that space. I, that's, that what, that's what inspires me. Very cool. Very cool. Listening to your answer on that was great because it seems like your mind went to a different zone even just describing that. So it was fascinating just watching. As you get better, the decreases in your time are very marginal. So you might be chasing that one second difference for, for years at times. How do you aim for that when, when it's, it's just the smallest margin, but you maybe can't quite break it? Because um, I know probably early in your career, those numbers were flying off. You could you'd set a PR and then a week later set another PR. Yeah, um, I really, so like in my last 10K, I was like, I think it was two seconds off of my PR, which is just like so annoying. And like, you can get a bonus if you PR. So like, I missed making money. And like, this is my job, and I kind of need to make money. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, it can be really annoying. But then like, I've also had seasons uh i've been pretty lucky with seasons where i'll get like a huge pr and it's just like boop that was easy and i think um like it's all about how hard you're working um how much you're preparing for it um i'm sure i will reach a point where it starts to plateau off a little bit and it'll get more frustrating and um I guess the best way that I would deal with that is just to focus on like the little successes instead of making it so like about the number or like 
we don't we get really caught up with numbers as humans and um time like we're stuck in time and like it's not always about like what it looks like on paper it's about like what you're doing and being able to just put your best foot out there how did you handle the pandemic as far as changing your training were there certain ways that you adapted because i know there were so many different limitations you didn't have maybe the same amount of events to train for so how did you change your training during that time um i kind of like with anything like that that's completely out of your control um you kind of just have to accept and let go um and that took like a couple months for me because like the the olympics were supposed to happen <laughs> something that i've been working for my whole life um and then it was just like are they going to cancel it like there is like moments of panic and doubt and like it's just it was it took a couple months but um acceptance and then kind of letting go and reformulating like a new journey and a new plan for myself um, but my team, the Hansons, um, we did a really good job of getting through that year. Um, you know, like, this is our job. This is how we work. So we found ways to work responsibly. Um, we had, like, some very private and, like, um, strict meets where we, we could actually try to um, get some work in. And I just focused on, like, you know, one step at a time during that time until our futures became a little more clear. What do you feel is the biggest life lesson you picked up from the last couple of years? Ooh, that's loaded. I've learned a lot. Um, biggest life lesson. Probably just to not have, focus on not having so much inner resistance, um, which we all struggle with this because like we live in a world where there's tons of things being thrown at us um like health issues or like literally anything you name it life is pretty tough and um it causes a lot of like inner resistance within you which causes more outer resistance in your life and so like even something as simple as like trusting my company and trusting my coach um, has been things that I've like gotten so much better at because I'm not, you know, I'm not in this self-defense mode anymore where I'm having this inner resistance and um, kind of like going with the flow a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I can tell you're a deep thinker, very thoughtful. So it makes me curious, what's a book maybe from the last couple of years that stands out? One of your favorite books, most memorable books of the last couple of years that you've read? My favorite book is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. He's so uh, very deep thinker, very insightful, very inclusive to all trains of thought and cultures around the world. And um, especially when I was going through like some pretty tough times, um, that book can change your life. Um, a New Earth. And it's a tough read. It's, it's you know, seems like very simple, generic concepts, but like, we don't fully understand those. Um, we brush over those all the time and it's like, it makes your life very simplified and a lot easier to be happy um, and present and, you know, all those things. Um, and so, yeah, that's more of my like philosophical book that I, I rec highly recommend. Yeah. I've read power of now by him. I've, I have not read that one though. 
also a great one. Well, you recently just came back from a great trip in Colombia. Wonderful country. When you think back to your time there, what are, what are the first memories, first thoughts that come out when you're telling other people about it? They're like, hey, how was it? What are the first things you say? Colombia is so unique. Um, and I've never, <laughs> I've never been somewhere like it. It's very um, historical place where the Spanish came in and built this wall around the city. So it's very ancient. It's old. Um, and it has like a Colombian flair. The architecture, the furniture, the art is amazing there. Um, and then it's on the coast. So like you can go island hopping. And like everyone is super nice there. A lot of people don't speak English there. So I kind of struggle to communicate because um, my Spanish is not great. <laughs> but um, yeah, it forced me to like, re-identify myself um like here i'm natasha the runner but like down there no one no one cares like especially if you can't even say that like i'm a runner <laughs> um so yeah that's that's what i love about like going to different countries is um i have to like add more to myself and i know that when you are traveling you always make it a point to run as well when you are doing that and you want to make sure that you still are running still staying true to your profession do you maybe go shorter distances or how do you adapt? Do you adapt in any way to make sure you still get a run in while you're also trying to enjoy your time off? Yeah, I, I am not a very pleasant person to be around if I'm not running at, like every day, <laughs> um, which I need to work on. <laughs> but uh, running in other cities is my favorite thing to do because there's no better way to like know a city by than by running through its streets and like getting lost and like finding your way and running into this or that. Um, Cartagena was extremely challenging <laughs> to run. Uh, the cobblestone streets, the tourists, the motorcycles, traffic, things just are different there. It's old. Uh, the sidewalks are not really a thing. Um, and so I ran on treadmills got some workouts on some treadmills. I did hit up a track, which I love finding tracks in other cities too. Um, so I made it work, but it was, it was tough. <laughs> I like your point about there's no better way of exploring a new city because I know that whenever I travel, I make it a point of all the places I want to go to, but then I, as I go for a run, I knock them all out. And you can see so much as just by going a lot faster on that. In all your travels, which are the locations that you, you still wake up and you still think about for whatever reason? Definitely this last one um, was is just like it was with my best friend and like it was really special. But also uh, Thailand was a really special trip for me too because I went there when like I needed to just like go get out of like my own bubble and my own life. Um, and like it just like revived my soul. Um, highly recommend Thailand. Countries that you have not visited that are high on your list? Bali is mm -hmm. like definitely probably number one. Probably where I'll go next. Um, oh, Japan for sure. Um, I want to go to South Korea. I love Asia. Like I, I just love everything about it over there. Um, but I need to see more of it. Um, and 
I need to do more of Europe too. I've only been to Paris and Scotland. So like I still have so much travels ahead of me and that really excites me because like I, I got a long life to live. <laughs> what city in Scotland were you in? Edinburgh. Very hilly city. So did you go for a run there? Actually, we went there for this like cross country race. Um, uh, and it was really hard. It was like the hardest cross country race I've ever done. And like people take running and cross country super seriously in Europe. Like we had like all these fans and they were like taking pictures with us. And I like, you don't get that in America. Like people don't care about cross country in America. <laughs> so it was really fun. Same question on the travel and what you think about, but specifically because of the food. Which of the food locations do you say, like, I want to go back just to eat this or drink that? Mexico. Okay. Always. Always. I love Mexican food. <laughs> but then Thailand, because I also love Thai food. Okay. As a professional runner, like, there is so much travel, like, with this job. And it's been, it's been a really interesting life. Um, like, I leave every two weeks or so. And, um, it gets tiring and like hard and a lot of anxiety has stemmed from it too. But also like I, I get to see so much and it's a really, really fun part of the job. And then, um, like in the winters we have to leave for like months at a time, um, for like training stints in other parts of the country. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to highlight the fact that that very much goes with like being an athlete and um it's just an interesting career that's really different <laughs> yeah. we talked a little bit earlier about mental health what's the key for you to keep your sanity when it comes to going on these new places and, and traveling and constantly just on the go what keeps you relaxed still trying to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah um sometimes just having a beer <laughs> or like just taking a minute and like not taking things too seriously all the time like that just gets so draining. Um, so just also trying to slow down and enjoy my life, like the little things. Um, but have it can you, be sometimes. Have you always known the benefit of slowing down or is that something that has improved as, as you got older? Um, I think I've always known about it. <laughs> Like I, I like to take my moments, um, even like just a cup of coffee, like coffee is my favorite thing in the whole world. So when I do travel, like if I can go to a coffee shop and get a coffee, then I'm okay. And I can just sit there and like veg out and drink my coffee. And How was the coffee in Colombia? Cause the place known for its coffee. It was really good. Mm. Yeah, it was so good. Um, it was interesting because a lot of the coffee shops didn't open until like 2 p.m. And I was like, okay, but your girl needs coffee now. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing always surprising about traveling is finding the different hours of business in so many different places. You currently live in one of the best cities in the United States, one of my personal favorites. So for someone visiting Denver for the first time, what would be your recommendation? So Denver is a 30 minute drive to the mountains. So like it's the perfect spot to um, like come, come stay in Denver, eat some of the food. The food is, we have like some 
good trendy food mm-hmm. um, spots. And then, um, like, the parks here in Denver are really phenomenal. Like, I love running here. Um, surprisingly, I'm the only professional runner who lives in Denver. They all live in Boulder and Colorado Springs. But, like, there's dirt loops around, like, Washington Park. Definitely mm-hmm. should check that out. Um, and then City Park and Cheeseman Park. Um, and then I would say, like, if you're doing a trip here, uh, drive up by 70. It's a quick 30-minute drive. And then you'll see, like, beautiful mountain ranges, run into some cool mountain towns, go to Bojo's Pizza, Idaho Springs. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, some of the scenery in um, Colorado is, like, similar to, like, mountain ranges in Europe. So it's really beautiful. We're seeing yeah, well, earlier you mentioned sometimes being at peace is just having a beer, and Denver is a great city for beer. Yes. When you are having that beer in Denver at the long, end of a long day, long training week, what's the beer of choice? I always drink IPAs, nothing else. Okay. Um, because I just love the taste of the hops. Um, and, like, beers are, you know, like light beers you have to drink, like, three to amount to the same as like one IPA. So I'd rather just sip on an IPA yeah. out of three Coors Lights. Like, no. <laughs> awesome. Well, what, what's coming up next? What should we be aware of? And also, how can people follow your career? So next, I'm going to California in about eight days or so um, to run a 5K with some good competitors, um, some Olympians and uh, we're going to be going for a sub 15 5k, which I've yet to do. My PR is 1504. Um, and then, uh, after that, it's, um, another 5k and then USA's to compete, um, try to get the top three spots to go to the world championships in Eugene this year. Um, so yeah, I want to make my first well, it wouldn't be my first world champ team, um, but on the track it would be. So I'm uh, trying to do that, and you can follow my career pretty easily on Instagram. That's pretty much my only form of social media I use, and I'm, I keep everyone pretty updated on there. It's Natasha underscore Rogers. What uh, town in California are you running in? Um... I should probably figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) Mount Sac is the race. (laughs) That's fantastic. Best answer I've heard all year, I think. This was awesome. This was was great. Yes, thank you. So nice meeting you. Best of luck. I hope we chat again, but thank you for today. Yes. All right. Have a good day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Natasha. To stay up to date, follow her career. Give her a follow, Natasha underscore Rogers. And be sure to send her a birthday message on May 7th. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Bye.